very funnily went up to him and said, oh, is Jermaine, is it? I thought it was very funny. He goes, you can call me JJ, JJ if you want. This so the whole evil. game, I'm there, JJ, JJ. I even shortened it to J at one point. I was like, well, I scored and he didn't, so. <laughs> OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlouis.net. Yes, it is indeed another episode of Mark Your Card, all in association with Betway. Get Ireland customer exclusive free bets, boosts and super boosts on the Premier League and more. 18 plus, T's and C's apply, bet the responsible way. Shane Hannon here, delighted to be joined by the League of Ireland legend again this week. Graham Gartland. Graham, how are things? I'm good, how are you, Shane? Keeping well, keep well. I'm going to stick with that uh, League of Ireland legend. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll keep doing it then, so just for the laugh. Correct. Uh, we'll go We'll go through some of these uh, fixtures. A uh, busy weekend in the, the Premier League, of course, this weekend. Um, Graham uh, might start with action at the Etihad Man City against Fulham on Saturday at three o'clock. Um, I guess the worrying thing for Fulham here is that Erling Haaland should be back, uh, firing on all cylinders, ready to go. Uh, but Fulham are a team on form. Um, uh, but it's hard to manage a city with Haaland in it. Yeah, you, like you said, how do you stop him? Uh, we've touched, everybody's touched on it the last month, but it's also the 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 people who are feeding him. Um, that's the biggest thing. The how do you stop the supply? Because if you stop the Bruner, folding opens up. If you stop him, it's Mares. You stop him, it's Gundogan. So, um, stopping the supply is a problem as well. And then. Again, and down the side, he's onto and nearly in the box, he's onto and in the feet. He, he has a big enough frame to hold the ball up and, and get turned and roll or set people. So, um, I, 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 can, I can't see many people taking points at the Etihad this season at all. Um, so for me, that's it, that's a city win all day. And I, yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure the odds will probably go with that as well, would they? Yeah, they do indeed. Like, heavy <laughs> favourites. It's, it's hard to see, it's hard to see a result. Uh, heading anywhere other than than a city win, especially at the Etihad, you know. Um, we might talk talk into Forest against Brentford Saturday three o'clock as well. We'll get we'll get some of these three o'clock fixtures out of the way first on Saturday. I know Sunday is very busy this weekend as well. Um, I mean Forest rock bottom. Uh, Brentford in eleventh, only six points between them though. It has to be said. Um, Nottingham Forest both wins this season have come in front of their home fans, so at least they have that going for them. Uh, but I mean a five 0 loss against Arsenal last time out um, they really need a result for us and at times you struggle to see where it's going to come from Yeah heavy defeat again off the back of a good result against Liverpool that you know you, you hope and then he signs uh, the manager signs a new contract and then there's a, a wave of enthusiasm comes with that and then they go and get a great result at home against Liverpool and, and if they are going to have any chance of staying up they need to start really taking points at home um, it's a, it's a wonderful ground right on the banks uh, in in Nottingham, lovely lovely facility, and uh, but they need to make it a little, like the atmosphere needs to be rammed up a little bit and make it a difficult place to go for teams. Brentford are off the back of a, a one all draw against Wolves, which they probably be disappointed at. Well, I know uh, Costa gets sent off late in the game, so it's not really that they had much of an advantage in terms of the ten uh, ten against eleven, but. Uh, yeah, Forest really need to win that. I probably, I probably sneak a Forest uh, one 0 win there. I'd probably go with. Right, I know. Uh, you, we were speaking before we came on air, but uh, you got a lot of predictions right last week. I went for my fifty euro <laughs> what about bet with Brighton. Brighton, yeah, told yeah. you Brighton to do Chelsea, hundred percent, and that was the big one. Do you know that not yeah. a lot of people saw that coming? 
Um, Graham Potter returning to his old team, but not a not a nice return for him. Uh, but you saw it. Uh, you saw it for sure. And and like I said, with my fifty euro charity bet last week with uh, Betway.com, uh, a draw in Brentford Wolves at twelve to five, which which came through. Delighted to say so. At least we picked up a few quid on the charity bet. I'm going this week, Graham, on that game that we just discussed, charity bet. I'm sticking uh, Brentford for some reason. I follow them around, but uh, Brentford. I'm actually going against yourself. Brentford six to four yeah. to beat Forest away. Very slight favourites. I mean, Forest are seven to four. So this is. We have a friendly wager then. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We'll split it right down the middle. Uh, but it's yeah. one of those games. It could end up being a draw. Do you know? Again, but yeah. um, both teams looking for a win, especially Brentford. Uh, looking to, to pick up after the draw with Wolves last time out as you said but Forrest need the points for sure um, Wolves against Brighton Saturday 3 o'clock interesting game Brighton in hot form um, and yeah. if they play like they did last week Graham it's hard to see them losing yeah you, listen you can see why they, they played that way against their old manager he's just after leaving you know does it does it does a great atmosphere around the, the ground you go and blitz Chelsea at home uh, can they carry that on uh, and go into Wolves? But all the momentum's with Brighton in this one, so I probably would go with a Brighton victory on that. Because, like you said, they're carrying that win off the Chelsea game. They're in, they're in a, better, they're in better form than Wolves. Wolves haven't got going. I don't, still don't think they've appointed a new manager. So I'd probably go with, with Brighton on that. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those games that'll be interesting to follow. Like Leeds, Leeds, Bournemouth. A uh, lot of Leeds fans in Ireland, of course. Saturday, three o'clock. Um, I mean, Leeds are buzzing after that win at Anfield, but and and Bournemouth then gutted after losing to Spurs in the fashion in which they lost last weekend. But if Leeds really want to push on, um, I mean, Jesse Marsh and his players, it's all well and good beating Liverpool at Anfield, a historic result, but you got to follow it up by beating Bournemouth at home, don't you? Yeah, especially the teams in and around you, Shane. And if you've ever been to Ellen Road, the real old-fashioned ground is right on top of you and, and the atmosphere of Leeds is fantastic, but... Similar to what we were saying about Forest, they need to make that a really difficult place to go. And Belsa had it like that where it was it was tough for opposing teams because they outran, they outworked, the fans got involved in it, they pushed the players. Um, and again, there's no point in having a, a one-off result, which is a, an unbelievable result at Anfield, in fairness. Nobody saw that coming. To go and be, uh, you wouldn't have thought it would be Leeds that would break that record that Liverpool had. Mm-hmm. It, it touched on it before. You need to follow her up, especially with teams in and around them. And I actually think they will. I think I, fa- I fancy Leeds to win that one. Uh, maybe a 2-1, I'd say. Yeah, the interesting game to follow for sure. Like The only other game on Saturday, like, it's busy day. It's, there's actually five games on Saturday, five games on Sunday this weekend, the way it's been split. Uh, but Everton-Leicester, Saturday in the evening kickoff at half past five at Goodison Park. Um, I mean, Leicester lost their first match in four with that tight 1-0 defeat to Man City last weekend. Bit, bit of an upswing in form. Um, they, they had a tough start of the season, but they're starting to play them, their way out of it a little bit. Everton then playing out a scoreless draw with Fulham last time out, but uh, be be a big achievement for Brendan Rodgers to pick up a, a win on the road against Frank Lampard's Everton, but can be done. They, 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 they were pretty good against City last week. Yeah, they've become a lot more dogged. Like I done a I done a game for off the ball when um, watching them on a Sunday, and they were so open. I think they conceded four goals against Brighton. And actually, they had one goal chopped off in the game. Uh, MacArthur in midfield scored an absolute cracker, and it was chalked off for for a uh, foul on the on the pass out. But they were so open, and every time Brighton attacked, they looked like they to score. And in fairness to Rogers, he's tightened that up a little bit. He made them more difficult to play against. They still have so um, 
inventive players like Madison and they still have the, the running power of Vardy and Barnes maybe that can cause them trouble forward up the pitch. Everton, the evening kickoffs at Goodison Park are different as well. So you're trying to take all that into consideration. Generally, an evening kickoff at Goodison, the atmosphere is fantastic. I think it's going to be a stodgy sort of stubborn game. Uh, I thought Everton done really well against Crystal Palace. They were really open uh, in terms of how they played forward, free-flowing. Connor Cody's been magnificent for them, but I could see Everton just getting over the line on that one in a tight game. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people would go along similar lines potentially. Uh, the, the opening game on Sunday, um, 12 noon kickoff time for, for Chelsea and Arsenal at Stamford Bridge. Uh, London Derby, I don't know if we call it a derby traditionally. It's not the North London Derby or anything like that. But um, as we said, an unhappy return to Brighton for Chelsea last week. Got the job done midweek in the Champions League. So they'll be coming in on, on relative high, you know, given the result last weekend. But uh, Arsenal, hugely impressive in, in, in beating Forrest last weekend. Uh, with a 5-0 win this game set up quite nice the the, the Aubameyang derby I think we're going to call it but uh, like it's, it's, it's nearly too, too early a kickoff to for the fans to the Emmanuel Petit the, the Emmanuel Petit derby start. is it the Petit derby Emmanuel Petit he <laughs> exactly. played for Sorry, the Gallas the William Gallas derby <laughs> um, yeah the, this is probably the toughest one I think because Chelsea at home, we've seen that against Man United. They were they were really good at times. They didn't start the game well, but they played themselves into it. They're probably feeling lucky that they didn't see out the game in the end, but very hard to go. It's a tough place to go and get points down for Bridge. Um, but Arsenal are flying. And you'd fancy Arsenal to go anywhere and get a result at the minute, probably other than on other than the Etihad. But um I think this would be a high score and maybe like a two all draw or something. Um but I think the more I think the morning kickoff dampens these games a little mm. bit. Um, I, I, I think the evening games at Stamford Bridge are fantastic, and I just think just dampens maybe the the atmosphere around it because it's such an early kickoff at twelve noon. But uh, if I to be honest, I could probably see Arsenal winning this, maybe nicking a three two or going. Yeah, I know Chelsea have home advantage in Stamford Bridge, but yeah, certainly looking at the the Brighton game last week and, and the way Arsenal are playing, hard to disagree. Uh, but certainly a, should be a cracker. Uh, Aston Villa against Manchester United is one of the uh, the games kicking off at two p.m. There are three games in all kicking off at two o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Villa Park. I'm going to be at this game myself actually this weekend over oh, yeah. in Birmingham, so I'm heading over. Just Villa Park is one of those stadiums, Graham. I I figured I'd tick off the tick off the the, the football bucket list. I played. Um, I played there. Did you right? What was it? What was that like? There was no one in it. It was an FAU Cup game, right? Under 18s. It's a big pitch, but the size, the size of the whole tent was ridiculous. Like just like I was like never seen. I think it was the biggest at the time. And it just went, just kept going. And I was like, yeah. wow! And the pitch was just huge. Um, yeah, we lost two 0 but we were it was a good game actually. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't. I, I, one of those stadiums where you thought. Well, this is this is top notch, like really, really good. Now it's obviously got a lot better in, in around the dressing rooms and stuff. That was back in two thousand, two thousand, I think it was. So long time ago now, but yeah, it fantastic stadium, like historic as well. Used for so many FA Cup semi finals and stuff over the years. The famous yeah cup replay in ninety nine, United Arsenal. Um, I guess this weekend that like there will be a bit of an atmosphere in Villa Park for sure because Unai Emery's first game in charge. United are coming in off the back of some good results, flying high in confidence. Yeah. They saw the body language of the players after uh, you know De Gea's late saves last week against West Ham when they got the one 0 win. Um, no Bruno Fernandez for this game. He, he picked up a fifty yellow card last week, so he's suspended. But um, it's set up to be a cracker, especially with with the the Unai Emery effect as well. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think this will be a really intriguing game. Like, interesting to see how Villa approach it and if he can implement the stuff he like. He'll implement. Um, does he have time to get his message across to the team? You still have some exciting players, Coutinho, Ings. Um, you can score goals from that side. Are you able to keep Man United out? That'd be the issue. Are you United able to keep them out? I think they look a little bit defensively a lot stronger than they were previously. I think that's just about getting bodies back behind the ball more so than they've done um, probably last season. But yeah, like you said, I think United are getting a little bit of that confidence back. They know, they know how to see out games, uh, which they probably didn't do before. They were nervous when they were in the lead. There's still a little bit of a nervousness with them, but they, 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 it looks like they, they are a lot more solid and a lot more cohesive in how they defend. Um, De Gea looks like he's making the saves that he should make, where previously he was letting goals in, where you think that, that should be a save. Um, Casemiro coming in to play midfield, that and with Fernandez out might free up Eriksen to go further up the pitch and, and supply, and then obviously the, the front line can go and, and, and cause havoc on the break if they need it. But again, I think it'd be, you know, probably go 2-1 Man United on this one. Yeah, really looking forward to that game. I have to say, um, Southampton, Newcastle. Which, which end are you in? I'm, uh, I'm going to be in the press box, Graham. Oh, so, right, yeah, you got, you got the old OTB <laughs> pass, did you? Use the OTB card. Uh, yeah. So it'll be a different, it'll be a different experience being in the press box, you know. But um, are you working on it amongst the fans? But are you working? Are you doing a report on it? No, it's kind of, I'll do a little bit of work, you know, I could record a few videos for, for AM maybe before and after the game and stuff with, with some of the fans, but uh, generally speaking over to, to soak in the atmosphere of Villa Park. So uh, Beautiful. Nice, cushy one. Um, Southampton, Newcastle, anytime I see Newcastle on a, on a team sheet now, you think, you, you almost fear for the other team. Um, and you look at last week, Villa, speaking of Villa, they were the wrong side of a 4-0 hammering by, by Newcastle and... Callum Wilson looked in really, really good form at a good time as well, heading towards the World Cup and Southgate in the stands at St James's Park watching that one. Um, and then Southampton losing 1-0 to Palace last week. So they're really struggling and looking for something here. But um, tough game, but, but Newcastle really tough to beat and break down at the minute. Yeah, yeah. And and they're playing with that confidence and it's amazing what that does for your team where they always feel like they can score. Callum Wilson's one of those players that Probably five years ago, you're tipping them to be a really, really top player, but injuries derailed them at, at, at critical times. But do you know what? He's shown great perseverance to keep coming back. Um, and, and he's been fantastic for Newcastle and they feed him really well, in fairness to them. Um, again, like you said, Southampton are in that thing where they're still trying to play football the right way, but they're a little bit open when they do it. Um, can they go to be a counter-attacking team? You don't know. He likes to press high. Sometimes if that's just off a little bit, you're exposing your back line and your midfield a lot. Um, if they do that against Newcastle, they could be in trouble. I could see Newcastle getting an away win here. Yeah, I think a lot of people will go along similar lines. Um, lo- loads of games at 3 o'clock. There's three games at, uh, sorry, 2 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, the last one of those being the London Stadium, West Ham United against Crystal Palace, London Derby. As I just said, Palace coming off the back of that 1-0 win, a necessary 1-0 win against Southampton last yeah. week. Um, and West Ham, the hosts this week, but they'll be fairly annoyed after the Manchester United game. You could sense it off David Moyes in the post-match as well, that uh, they're kind of relieving Old Trafford, feeling that they could have had at least a draw. Um, yeah. Even all the chances and all the saves David De Gea made. So, Tough game for Palace um, and, and West Ham will fancy themselves here, you'd imagine. I think so. I think, bear in mind, Palace's away record probably isn't great. 
Uh, they went to Everton and they were really poor, really open, um, which probably, I wouldn't say is it like them. I wasn't like them last year. They play a really good brand of football under Vieira. I really liked them. Gallagher last year on Longton Chelsea was fantastic for them in midfield. Um, but yeah, they're a little bit too open on the road and maybe it's about going to West Ham and being a bit more pragmatic. Um, but do you sacrifice how you play to do that? I'm not sure Vieira would, but I think I actually do. Uh, sorry, I'll go back on that. I think he would because the type of sort of defensive midfielder he was, he'd no problem going being pragmatic at certain times. But um, yeah, I can see Crystal Palace getting a draw here. I think they'll, I think they'll just go and be difficult to beat. They're a strong, powerful team, and if you get people behind the ball into good areas, they're very hard to break down. So I can see this being a draw. Um, I think Crystal Palace need to change how they play away from home. But West Ham, the onus is on them to go and win the game and they're at home and it might leave them open for a counter-attack. Yeah, for sure. Now that you say it and, and with that rationale, yeah, I think when you look at the fixture, it is one of those that screams a draw maybe this weekend, potentially. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, the last last but not certainly not least, Graham, uh, at half past four on Sunday, huge yeah. game for both sides here. Tottenham Hotspur home to Liverpool in North London. Uh, both teams did the necessary in the Champions League during the week. Conte will be mad keen for a result at home, no doubt, and uh, he'll be back in the the, uh, the sidelines after, after serving the touchline ban in the Champions League midweek. Uh, I mean, who needs to win more here? Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool probably, yeah. Liverpool need to win more. They're, they're, they're below them in the league, so they need to win more. Um, simple as that. They're off, they're, they're off the top four spots. Um, there's a desperation in them at the moment where you know every game matters, but they're a little bit, you can see with Andy Robertson at the end of the game against Leeds where he kicks out. There's a frustration in them that they're not getting everything their own way at the moment. Uh, things aren't dropping for them and that can go wrong. He's gone wrong. Similar to the season they had a couple of years ago when all the injuries with Van Dijk and Pickford seemed a little bit like that where, you know, they go from being looking really, really good to the next week looking really poor and vulnerable again. There's no consistency in them. Um, so it's a classic game of Con- Conte this game these are the games Conte loves because he knows Liverpool are going to play and come on to them and then he has the counter-attack and pace of Son and Harry Kane dropping in to hold up the ball so these are the games that he's done really well in and these have generally been high-scoring games two walls and stuff in these games they've been crackers because it's again touching on it Liverpool want to control the ball control the game they want to press high that leaves space in behind them uh, leave space when the if they overcommit and counterattack their legs in midfield. Thiago, he's a wonderful technician at controlling the ball, but if he's your deepest midfielder and you give up the ball, you're going to get a run on him. He hasn't got the legs to maybe run back box to box. Now he, he don't get me wrong, he can run, but it's 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 that high level pace to go and stop somebody. I, I don't think he has. Uh, Fabinho's a bit indifferent. I think I think if. The only really Brazilian that's performing for them is probably the goalkeeper and the striker, Firmino. Yeah. You know, and the rest of the Brazilians seem a little bit off. Like, I don't know if they're one eye on the World Cup coming, but um, yeah, it's a difficult one for Liverpool. Like, because I think, again, they're open to be counter-attacked in this game. I could see it being a high-scoring game again. High-scoring, score-draw. Go draw. Uh, like the narrative is I've never been. That's the one stadium I'd like to go to now. I'd like to see that one. Yeah, funny, I was at a, an American football match, the, the London, NFL London, last year. Not quite the same as going to a football match, but I mean, the stadium itself is just... Is you it? Can just, you can s- you smell the fresh paint off it, you know? 
<laughs> John Duggan would be loving it. Loving it. Absolutely loving it when he heads over, for sure. Uh, no, the narrative's going to be fascinating. If, if Liverpool do lose that game, I mean, you know, after the City game, to lose to Forest and then to Leeds, and, and look, if they, if they were to lose yeah. to North London on Sunday. Uh, I, know we, I know we have these... I know we have these conversations a lot more in depth on 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 football Saturday, but people calling for Klopp to be to leave and stuff, and you're like, you know, like, bit well, mad, isn't it? Point the We're two games away from winning every trophy that they entered last season. Like two games away, and now people are going, "His time's up," and you're like, "Are you for like?" And people ask you, "Why would you would you go into management?" You're like, "You for real?" You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, if if he's if, if people are calling for him to leave, that's why just leaders and followers, and you know what I mean. And Klopp's a leader, isn't he? So he will get his team through. Football is fickle, Graham. Football is fickle. It is. And um, Graham, Graham Gartland, thank you as always for your your time. Mark your card. Brilliant, Shane. Great to see you again. Absolutely. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy Villa Park, pal. I will. I can't wait for. Can't wait for. Uh, mark your card. Football, all in association with Bedway. Get Ireland customer exclusive free bets, boosts, and super boosts on the Premier League and more. 18 plus T's and C's apply. Bet the responsible way. We'll see you next week on the show. Good luck. Mark your card in association with Betway. Who are you backing? Underdog or favourite? 18 plus. Bet the responsible way. Visit dunlooey.net.